welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, my friend. I really appreciate it. I know it's been a few weeks since I've last recorded, but today we have a good one. We're talking about three tips to overcome emotional eating. And I think you're really going to like this. I think there's a lot of good practical things in here that you could try and that can help you out and get you closer to your goals and help you along your journey. So real quick, if you could please share this episode, it would help a ton. That's kind of like the fee for listening to this. I would really, really, really appreciate it. But other than that, let's dive in. Yo, hopefully you're doing well, my friend, and thank you for listening. I it's been a, it's been a few weeks since I've last recorded a podcast. Um, obviously, with having the baby, just had uh, you know getting into a rhythm with my schedule and trying to figure everything out. Things have been all over the place, and I have a lot more understanding and empathy for parents because it is literally like a full-time job and god bless my wife she is absolutely amazing and um you know she just holds the fort down but yeah i just i i totally can relate now to parents and their struggles and and all that kind of stuff and it's you know it's a lot um you know and and one thing i've been kind of not doing per se i was gonna say one thing i've been doing but you know, my fitness has taken a little bit of a backseat. I knew this was going to happen, but it's weird because fitness has been such a big part of my life for 12 years. And I've had my ups and downs. I've had my good times, I guess you could call it my bad times, uh, especially earlier on. Like I had like the times where I was motivated, the times where I wasn't motivated, the times where I was really consistent in the gym, strong as I was, uh, built the most muscle. Then there was times where maybe I would take some time off. And when I say time off, like maybe if I used to go five days, maybe I would only go two or three days. And I had my good relationships with food, bad relationships. So it's definitely been a roller coaster of a fitness journey. And these last few years really have actually been like the most, uh, sustainable in that, like, it's been simple. Like I just, you know, it's the best I've felt. Um, you know, I, I'm not like trying to build muscle or get super strong or anything like that. Like I've just been like maintaining, I've just been enjoying it. Um, so these last few weeks since, uh, my son was born, I just, I haven't really been doing shit just to put it bluntly. Um, I think I've worked out like a total of like three or four times, uh, my nutrition while to be honest and give myself a little bit of credit, it hasn't been, um, just complete fuck it mode, but I definitely haven't been, you know, like on point pretty much as much as I usually am. Um, usually breakfast is still on point. Lunch sometimes is on point. Dinner has been very iffy. I don't know. I think I've eaten like a on track and on and like healthier dinner like twice in the past month just because could be completely honest you know it's just easier to make the easy option and just been kind of lazy in that aspect of it um and just eating out a lot more and that kind of stuff uh and and like what kind of motivated me 
or inspired me to make this podcast episode was I <laughs> I'm a big cereal fan, big cereal fan. I love cereal. Um, and I have literally been eating it every night. And what kind of uh, inspired me to make this episode was the other night I was like, you know what? I've been eating so much cereal. Like I have to stop because it's getting to the point where like, I'm not even hungry after dinner, but I still want it. Like I don't need it, but I have like that craving for it. And I'm just kind of caving in a little bit. So I pour a whole big bowl of cereal and finish my off like that. And like, sometimes I feel great. Other times I don't feel so great. I feel bloated. I feel full. My sleep is shit afterwards. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'll kind of like dial it down a little bit here. Um, so the other day I was telling myself, I'm like, all right, no cereal tonight, not going to eat it. And then I, I come downstairs and I see my wife having some Oreos and I'm like, oh man, that looks good. And, and I was like, damn, like I told her, I was like, you just influenced me, um, to eat some cereal. I'm like, I wasn't going to do it. And now I'm doing it. Um, and we were kind of like joking around about it, but it kind of inspired me to make this because like, even me, somebody who does this for a living, just an average dude, right? Just a normal guy, but I am a coach and I do usually walk the walk, right? Like even me, sometimes I go off track. Sometimes I have times where my diet might not be the best. Sometimes I have times where I might struggle with what I eat and having control, right? Um, and I thought this would be a good time to talk about emotional eating uh, and dealing with that because I know this is a massive, massive problem um, that a lot of us deal with um, and that, hey, I think everybody kind of deals with to some extent and that kind of looks different for everybody. But, you know, we we have like crazy lives, right? So like emotional eating and building food awareness are two or like two really big pillars into like a successful diet right like living a healthy lifestyle right like learning to kind of dive in and control these emotions and become more aware are, are very important so you know like again life is hard and there's really no way around that especially with social media becoming so popular um you know we're like bombarded with different issues it seems like every day right um and it wasn't always like that like back in the day which it's hard for me to kind of remember because i'm only 27 but um you know you got your news from the tv you got your news from a newspaper. So even though it was more accessible back, like even like recently as like 20 years ago, we still had a break. Like we still had time in the day to like talk to people. We still had time in the day to like not worry about the news. Um, and even back then, like the news was still kind of bullshit back then, but it wasn't as clickbaity. There wasn't as much like propaganda as there is today. But now social media, like, man, we're just seeing the worst of the worst uh you know we're seeing uh things that are like are supposed to spark an emotion in us constantly being like bombarded in our faces all day we're seeing other people we're seeing like other people's best version of themselves right we're not seeing their struggles or things that they struggle with or like their day-to-day -day things 
people only post like the best, right? They only post like, you know, in terms of diet, like their uh, healthy meal they're eating. They might post their best picture that they took two years ago and say that that's what they look like. They might only post when they're in a good mood. So like you might, it's easy to like kind of feel bad about yourself because of all this shit going on and, and bombarding you. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like what's wrong with me, right? When in reality, everybody feels like that nothing's wrong with you and but it can be easy to feel that way you know because that's all we see uh so i think um you know while sometimes it feels like you just want to like rip your hair out and like get away from everything um just remember like these emotions are like are normal right like we all have good and bad days nobody's perfect and i think just becoming more in control of your emotions and and, and uh like what you're feeling is can help out a lot. Um, Cause what happens here is typically we have an emotion, right? And some people gravitate towards food. Some people don't, uh, everybody handles emotions differently. Like for me, for example, even though I'm eating cereal, like that's not necessarily like an emotional thing. It's more of like an awareness thing. But when I'm like very stressed or anxious, I actually don't eat. Like when something in my life happens that is very stressful, I typically don't eat. Like when my son was born, I didn't eat for like two or three days. Um, when I say eat, like I had, you know, food here and there, like snacks, but I didn't have like an actual like meal for like two or three days. Uh, but I know on the opposite end, you know, there's people that, and maybe this is you listening, you're the opposite. You eat everything and anything to kind of like help with your emotions because it it's a, it's a comfort food, right? Um, so there's not like, it's not like one's right or wrong, one's good or bad. It's like, Hey, like this is the reality. This is what it is. Um, and the, you know, the thing though, is there's, there's ways to deal with them other than food, right? There's ways to deal with these emotions, other than food because even though like the food might feel quote-unquote good in the moment it's only temporary and it doesn't actually solve the problem right um because as i dropped my pen uh when you stress eat to quote-unquote feel better you're basically putting some like duct tape on the problem for a temporary fix right you, you have an emotion, you know, let, let's just call it stress, anxiety. Um, you eat the food. You feel good when you eat the food. It tastes amazing. But then after a few minutes goes by, you feel like shit after all the food you just ate, right? So you have this food. You eat a fuck ton of it. You feel good for maybe like three to five minutes. And then after that, you feel like crap from the food. But the stress you had is still the same that you had before. So now on top of the stress you have, now you feel like shit from eating the food. And it's like the cycle continues, right? And I think a lot of people um, fall into this category and this problem, not the category, but like a lot of people fall into this issue of like going to fuck it mode, right? It's like, well, I already ate, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, I already ate that one cookie, so might as well just eat the whole bag, right? And it's like, but why? Like, how does that make sense? You know, like when you actually really think of it, it's like, how does that make sense? Like 
I already ate one cookie, so might as well eat the whole bag. And it's like, well, logically, we know one cookie is, let's just call it 200 calories. 200 calories is nothing. Like, even if you overate by 200 calories, like, number one, like, technically, you would still be in a calorie deficit if fat loss is your goal. But even if you were eating at maintenance, like, 200 calories of a surplus still really isn't that much for one day. Like, you can make that up the next day. You know what I mean? Um, you can just eat 200 calories less the next day. But in our brain, we think, well, I already ate this one cookie. I'm bad. So might as well just keep eating the whole box. Before we know it, we are, instead of being 200 calories deep, we are like 2,000 calories deep. And then now we create a like, little bit of an issue, right? So when you actually think logically about it, that all or nothing mentality doesn't make sense. Um, and emotions doesn't equal logic, right? Like your emotions, your thoughts aren't you. You know what I mean? Like your brain loves to like trick you a little bit, right? Your brain's a little tricky. So it loves to like use its emotional side. Like you have your emotional side and your logical side. And your emotional side can sometimes overtake your logical side. So if your emotional side is like, well, I want this to feel better. Sometimes you kind of have to learn to access that logical side and, and stop for a minute, right? Because a lot of times on emotions, we're just kind of running through. Like we're not even thinking. We just like are like cookie, ice cream, pizza, blah, blah, blah. This food, this food. I want to feel better. But if we stopped and thought about it for a minute, we'd probably think like, okay, do I really want this? Do I actually need this? How am I going to feel afterwards? Is this thing of food going to make me feel good? Is it going to make me feel bad? Uh, am I, is this like an emotion or do I actually want it? Am I actually hungry? Is this actually part of the plan? Is this food going to get me closer to my goals? Like, eat, like asking yourself these questions sometimes might just be enough to stop you from spiraling out of control and eating, right? Because again, you're thinking more logically. And then even if you do eat it, like it's not a bad or necessarily even like a good thing right it's just you ate it cool like learn from it like what could you do differently next time what was the trigger like why do you think that happened right um and you can start reflecting back on these things and ask yourself like okay like i was feeling this type of way why was i feeling this type of way what was i stressed about was that worth being stressed about right because a lot of times we just need to fucking chill the fuck out right a lot of the stuff we're stressed about isn't even like something to be stressed about, right? Or if it is, then cool. Like there's other ways to deal with that stress than food. So let's kind of dive into a few uh, mindset things that you might be able to think about that that can kind of help you out a little bit. Um, you know, these are things that I've kind of learned along the way um, myself and some things that I've actually worked with my clients as well. Um, regarding mindset. And and the first thing that I kind of briefly touched on here is don't think of food in terms of good or bad, right? Food is just food. And it has like no moral tie to it. Like pizza isn't good or excuse me, pizza isn't bad and a salad isn't good. Pizza is just pizza. A salad is just a salad. Pizza is very calorie dense. It's tasty, right? Salad 
isn't calorie dense, right? But it takes a lot of room and it has a lot more nutrients in it. But again, it's just food because here's the problem. You might think, oh, well, but pizza has a lot more calories in it, right? It's not as good for you in terms of health, um, which I kind of argue that here in a second. And, and you know, a salad is going to help you eat less. It's going to keep more full, blah, blah, blah. And while those things are true, remember, like, your life, I don't even want to call it your fitness journey because this is like your life journey, is so much more than like just trying to lose weight, right? If we were, if, if we were in the fitness mindset the rest of our lives, right, and we're only health conscious and we're only focusing on physical health, right, then we might be able to say, okay, yeah, you know, maybe we shouldn't eat the pizza, maybe we shouldn't eat the salad. However, sometimes, like, again, we're normal humans, we're life. There's social health, there's emotional health, there's, uh, there is um, all these other different forms of health that play a role. And sometimes eating the pizza to enjoy it with your kids or go to a party and enjoy it with your family, that is on track, right? And this is what I mean. Like food is just food. Like that pizza, cool. You ate 600 calories worth of pizza. Awesome. Like maybe eat a little bit less the next day or maybe eat a little bit less for dinner. Like you can catch up on that. And again, like it doesn't make you a good or bad person for eating this food right? It's just food is simply energy you give your body. And there is time for enjoyment from time to time, right? Because when you what happens is like, if you tell yourself that a certain food is good or bad, you start to tie that into your self worth, right? So you start to say like, all right, well, I ate this pizza that's bad. I'm a bad person, or I fucked up, or what the fuck? I can't do this. And it, it really fucks with your mind, just to be completely honest. Um, not to mention, like, when you tell a kid not to do something, what's the first thing they want to do? They were going to go fucking do that, right? Like, hey, don't don't go touch the counter with your dirty hands. What's the first thing they want to do? Hey, I'm going to go touch the fucking counter with my dirty hands, right? Um, I know, at least when I was a little kid, that's, like, what I wanted to do. Like, my mom would tell me not to do something. I would be like... Oh, I kind of want to do that. And I'm going to go do that. Uh, same thing with the food. Like if you tell yourself, oh, I can't have pizza, you're going to want the fucking pizza even more. But by switching and saying like, okay, I can have the pizza, but I'm choosing not to have the pizza today because it's not going to allow my goals. It doesn't fit with my goals. Oh, I had pizza yesterday, so I'm choosing not to have it today because I already had it, right? So having that mindset of like, not saying that you can't have it, you're choosing not to have it because you have goals to reach and it doesn't align with your goals. The second thing is don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, there is no rush for this. Like this is a lifestyle, right? So you go off track, cool. Like you get right fucking back on right? Um, if you have, if you're anxious about eating a certain food, like it's just a fucking food, right? Plan and prepare your days, but don't get too like bogged down by the minor details, right? Like pick a food, cook the food or pick it up or, you know, whatever you do with it and eat it, you know, and, and that's basically it. And it's like, 
sometimes you will go off track. Sometimes you will mess up, but cool. Like who cares? Because as long as you focus on being better every day, like becoming that 1% better every day versus being perfect, like you're good, right? That's all that you have control over. And your better will be better the more you try to be better, right? Like the more you put in the effort and practice, the better you're going to be. But if you always try to be perfect, one, you're going to overstress yourself out. Two, you're not going to be like you and you're going to get pissed. You're going to get overly stressed and you're going to want to quit. So like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Okay. Um, that's number, number two, number three, like I kind of said earlier, like don't expect food to cure your emotions. Um, like I said, it won't, you'll get that quick hit and then everything comes back. Uh, you have to learn to separate your emotions from food, which we'll talk a little bit more, um, in a second here. And then, you know, the next one, which is one that might take some time is eat when you're physically hungry, right? This is a lot easier said than done. Um, and it does take some time, but really try to learn to tune into your body's hunger cues, right? Um, the more you do this, the better it'll be. And this is actually why like eating in a routine can actually help because it can help regulate your body's hunger. You can actually start to know like when you're going to get hungry. So for example, I typically eat breakfast between like nine and 10 every morning. And then usually like lunch between like one and two, and then maybe I'll have a snack and then eat dinner between like six and seven. Well, now I know that I'm going to get hungry around like nine to 10. And then if I wait past 10, I'm going to be really hungry. And I don't want to be really hungry because I'm going to eat more than I want to because I'm starving. Right. But if I eat at nine, when I'm just like a little hungry, I'm less likely to overeat. So, or if, if let's say I'm not hungry at all at nine, but I still eat because that's my scheduled time. Like I'm not going to overeat and I'm going to stay full the rest of the day. So number one, like try to get into a routine of like eating around the same time. It doesn't have to be like, I eat at nine every day. I eat at one every day. I eat at eight every day. Like have a range. Like, okay, between nine and 10, I'm going to eat. Between 12 and one, I'm going to eat. Between three and four, I'm going to have my snack. And then between six, seven, I'm going to have my, my dinner. Because again, it's going to regulate your body's hunger. Um, and then when you're eating, try to, the best way to do this is like, try to eat until you're 80% full. Okay. So don't stuff yourself to where, you feel like you've eaten a Thanksgiving dinner every time and you have a balloon in your belly, like eat until you're 80% full, slow the fuck down when you eat too. Right. And I'm the king of eating quick, like not anymore, but I actually, I used to be able to down fucking anything in like seconds. Like I was a master at it and I would be so hungry because I didn't allow my body to process the food. So slow down when you eat, like, don't be distracted. When you're distracted, you're not allowing your body to kind of like tune into uh, it's like fullness signals, right? Like you're not allowing your body to fully process like what you're eating and whatnot. Like your digestion starts when you have food in front of you. Like it goes through your eyesight and like your body starts like creating the enzymes and creating the, the hormones to digest. And then when you put the food in your mouth, 
uh, the saliva starts to break down that starts to send signals to your brain so the slower you eat and the more aware you are when you're eating the less likely you are to overeat so that means like putting your fork down in between each bite chewing for a few seconds not just swallowing it like when i eat mac and cheese it's funny my wife and my sister always make fun of me like i actually like swallow my mac and cheese i don't chew it that's something that i i don't know i've always done since i was a little kid you're probably like okay what the fuck that's weird um but it yeah chew your food uh don't like try not to watch tv uh try not to go on your phone because again that takes away from you focusing on your meal being present and having a more likely chance to overeat like it's funny because i've actually tested this on myself where i'll eat when i'm on my phone and sometimes i eat the whole plate and i don't even like realize it because i'm on my phone i'm focused on something else but when i don't have my phone i notice i get fuller quicker i might not eat the whole plate sometimes if i do eat the whole plate i am more full because i slowed down so be present turn the phone off turn the tv off and if you so here's one thing i'll say like if you have trouble and i'm just being completely honest here uh and hey i'm not a saint either um i've gotten a lot better at this but i still struggle with this too if you have if you can't put your phone down or turn the tv off when you eat that's that's an issue okay like that just to be completely honest like that's an issue and that's coming from me who i know i have an issue with my phone and stuff so that might actually be like a sign like hey maybe i should do this um and I think you'll be surprised and it might be a little struggle at first, like to not have it, but like be present with your food. Uh, another thing, you know, to help not overeat as well is, uh, you know, drinking some water too. Uh, water can keep you full and obviously staying hydrated could reduce some cravings too, but, uh, you know, drink some water throughout the day, have like a jug with you. Um, you know, when I, I know when I drink water throughout the day, I feel great. I'm not as hungry. Uh, my mind is more clear when I don't drink a lot of water throughout the day. I just feel like complete garbage. So I always recommend drinking water. I know it's one thing that doesn't get talked about too much. It's one of the most underrated things. I think cause it's like, it's so obvious and yet a lot of us still struggle with it. Um, including me some days. That's why I have to have like a big jug next to me. So I won't drink water. Um, but that's a really important one as well. Um, and again, like try not to go all day without eating to the point where you're starving and you're ready to fucking strangle somebody because of it. Like that's never good. Like we want to avoid that starving sensation because usually when we're starving, we're going to tend to overeat. I have been starving a lot. Actually side story here. Um, I, so back in the day, back in the day when I used to, you know, I it might've been during the keto time, but I used to really struggle with this. So when I started to become more conscious about calories and stuff, what I would do, I wouldn't eat anything early in the day if I had something going on later. So let's just say on Easter, we went to my grandma's house for Easter and they make a fuck ton of food. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat anything. Okay. Until dinner, because I'm going to open some calories. So if I don't eat anything and I eat two or 3000 calories there, like, cool. Like that's my total calorie amount for the day. And I did that for a few times. And then we go over to my aunt's house every Sunday, um, for dinner and they always make this big meal and we'd have dessert. So I would do that there too, but I would always feel like shit afterwards. 
and I felt like I had to like get back on track during the week. Like Monday and Tuesday would really, I wouldn't be that hungry. Um, which is a total side note about like learning to listen to your body, but I wouldn't really be that hungry Monday and Tuesday. And then I wouldn't eat a lot those days. And then once Wednesday and Thursday came around, I started to eat a little bit more. And then the cycle repeated for a while. And then, uh, one time before we went over there, I had some fruit and berries. Um, I'm a big fruit and or fruit and berries. Jesus. I had some berries and yogurt uh, before we went there. So some protein and fiber. Um, and I don't remember why I did this, but I just had a big snack, you know, like a big bowl of Greek yogurt and some berries. Um, and I remember like, you know, I wasn't that hungry. And then when we ate our dinner, you know, I was a little hungry by the time we ate dinner, but I didn't eat that much. Like I had maybe one plate and I was, I, and I think I even struggled to finish that plate. And like something clicked for me. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, like when I actually eat something earlier on the day, it actually helps my hunger later on so that I don't overeat and I'm not like starving. So that was one mistake I personally made that was like really eye-opening for me was I thought eating less would actually help me. Eating less actually caused me to eat more because I was overly hungry and I was overly starving. Um, so that was a big one for me where like, you know, I, I, now when I go out to eat at night, if we have a party, like I'll purposefully eat beforehand so that I'm not as hungry. It sounds counterintuitive, but then when you actually add up the total daily calories, like for example, if I were to wait, eat at dinner, but not eat all day, like, let's just say I ate like 3,500 calories. But then if I ate during the day, I had like my breakfast and my lunch. Yeah. Those might have been. 1500 calories total, but maybe I only ate like a thousand calories instead of 2000 calories at dinner. And, um, my totals were only at 2,500 versus like 3,500, you know what I mean? Or 2000 instead of 3000. So like, it seemed like I ate more because technically I ate more frequently throughout the day, but the total calories at the end of the day were actually less. Um, and that was very eye-opening to me. Um, so that's that number. The, the next one, um, the next mindset thing to think about would be, you know, you are in control of your cravings. Your cravings are not in control of you. This means you choose to either eat mindfully, okay, or you realize, hey, like, again, I can have the food or I'm choosing not to have the food. It's not saying like, oh my God, I can't control myself, I can't have it. It's like, no, like you are 100% in control. The food is not in control of you. It's up, it's up to you. Like when that happens, like slow down again, take a break and and realize, oh shit, I'm in control. Do I really want this? Is it my emotions? You know what? I'm going to choose not to have it. Right. And, and that can go a long way. One thing too, that, um, I've learned as well. And this is actually a big one that I still like is really big for me is like, I've gotten really in tune with like foods that make me feel good and foods that make me feel don't <laughs> that make me feel don't that make me feel like shit. Um, for example, like pizza, I love pizza. I, I'm like a big fan of it and I'll still eat it to this day, but I know I don't always feel the best when I eat pizza. Um, for whatever reason, like I just feel like dog shit. Um, so I don't like, again, I don't tell myself I can't have it. 
I just choose to usually have something else because I'd rather feel good after I eat. Um, that's a big one, like tying into how you feel. Like, for example, when I, let's just say we have like a weekend of like, you know, going out, we have parties, we have, we have a busy weekend. So maybe we eat out a lot more than we usually do on Saturday and Sunday. By the time Monday comes, like I feel like crap and I'm ready to get back on track. Like I've tied into how healthy eating makes me feel. And I've tied into like how eating out makes me feel. Like I feel like shit when I eat out, I feel great when I'm health or when I'm eating healthy, right? And plus this ties into my workouts. I have better performance in my workouts, better recovery. This ties into my business. Like I'm more productive and more efficient and I can think clear when I eat healthy. This ties into my clients. Like I could be a better coach, have a little bit more energy, have a little more focus when I eat healthy versus eating like shit all the time. But this takes time, right? And sometimes like you really do have to like eat healthy for a while to like recognize like the difference you feel in your body. And then it takes like eating certain foods to realize like, oh shit, that makes me feel like crap. Like for example, like my cereal, right? Like I did that for a little bit and I realized like, okay, this is actually starting to make me feel like shit. I don't want to go to bed feeling this way. And then I wake up the next morning feeling like I'm hungover. So like I made a change, right? So Again, you're, you're not telling yourself you can't have it. You're just choosing to have something else that is getting close to your goals and it's going to make you feel better. And again, like sometimes you will have it. Sometimes it is worth it to you, right? Like if, if um, you know, like my wife, for example, after she gave birth, like she wasn't able to eat pizza her whole pregnancy because she had a really bad acid reflux. But after the baby was born, we ordered pizza and I had some pizza with her because I wanted to, right? Was that technically like going to help me get closer to my goals? Maybe not, but that was more important to me that time than getting close to my goals. Now, the next week, if we order pizza, I probably wouldn't eat the pizza. I would probably get a salad, right? If that, because that would be getting me closer to my goals because I had the pizza last week. And again, it's going to look different for you, but um, just know like you can choose to have it. You can choose not to have it. And sometimes what helps with that decision is how you're going to feel afterwards. Um, and also, like, are you going to, feel great after eating it like are you gonna feel guilty right like are you gonna be like damn like that didn't get me close to my goals like i shouldn't have eaten that or are you gonna feel like wow that was amazing cool right back on track the next day right like sometimes i have the pizza like like last week i had the pizza and i was like oh that was so fucking good awesome like my next meal get it right back on track oh my god about to sneeze um that was almost really bad but that that's basically uh, that. So, um, the next thing again, just to kind of double down on it, I already talked about this a little bit, but, um, you know, stop scarfing your food down. Just like your mom told you when you're younger, like just fucking chew slow, put your fork down, breathe, stay off your phone. Um, because when you can be mindful, you can better tune to your body signals and allow for the food to digest, which is, which is great. Right. So, now that we got around the mindset stuff, right? Like the the stuff to think about and the stuff that might be holding you back a little bit. Let's let's talk about some like actionable tips that you can use when things come up, okay? Like when you do feel these emotions, right? Like when you do feel like you you're, you're having trouble stopping yourself, okay? Cuz that again, it's going to happen, right? And this is all a journey. This isn't you going from like I'm doing nothing to I'm going to change everything. Like, hey, it's going to take some practice. It, dude, like, if you knew how long this took me, like, holy shit. This was like 
years for me to change. This is all stuff I learned over years. Like this wasn't me just learning this in a week. Like this took time. I messed up a lot. I still ate whole tubs of ice cream. I still couldn't control myself. I had to work very, very hard to get to where I am today. Um, it wasn't easy, but it's worth the journey, right? And it, it can get better. If I can do it, I had a, the worst relationship with food in my body. Like I know you can do it as well. And it, it just takes time and effort. The first thing to do, if you notice that there are certain foods that you can't control, like my cereal, uh, is just get it rid of it, right? Like get it out of the environment, okay? Because if you have it, you are more likely to eat it. So this isn't saying, again, you can't have it, but you have to go to the store to get it if you want it. So again, willpower is a real thing. So think about it like this. If you don't have it in your house, you only have to use willpower once per week when you go to the grocery store to not eat it. But if you do have it in your house, you have to use willpower every single time you pass that pantry up, right? Because uh, it's a trigger for you, right? And if you ha can't control it and you've tried everything else, sometimes you just got to get rid of it before you can reintroduce it again. That's just what you got to do, right? Um, and that can be a month. That could be two weeks. That could be a year. It's just different for everybody. And you know when that time is, the cravings will eventually go away. And again, maybe you got to slowly reintroduce it. But for a time, you might have to just totally get rid of it. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and, you know, if you have like a spouse or kids, you know, just I would talk with them, have a conversation with them and like let them know what's going on and just be honest and be like, hey, like I am struggling with this. I can't eat this. You know, number one, can we either one stop buying it or two if we want to buy it for you or if we want to buy it for the kids or the kid um can you hide it or can you do something with it or, or whatever right because if you see it you're more likely to eat it uh, willpower can only again last so long uh and if you're constantly surrounded by that trigger food it's like you're eventually going to cave it's eventually going to punch you in the face right so that's number one like change your environment and, and, and put more healthy foods available, right? Not to mention that. Like, display more healthy foods. Display uh, some fruit on your counter. Put some uh, vegetables in your fridge. Put some healthy snacks in your fridge. Uh, Re-kind of do your cupboard and, like, put some healthy things in there, right? Um, this is kind of like a totally different thing. Uh, subject, but it kind of ties in here. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of snacking. Um, I think we should try snacking the least amount we can. It's not saying snacking, snacking is bad, but I think we should try to avoid it the most we can. And the best way to do that is eating bigger meals. So if you find yourself always hungry in between meals, like fucking eat bigger meals, dude. Like it's one of the best things you can do. Fill up those meals with some veggies, protein, fruits, whatever you want to do. That way you're less likely to be hungry and do something in between the meals. That was one of the big changes I made as well. All right, number two in our three tips for emotional eating is uh, the 20 minute rule, right? Um, this is where you have a food in your house. So what I would do before getting rid of something, uh, I would do this. I would do the 20 minute rule, okay? Um, If you, if you have the trigger to eat the whole fucking box of Oreos, okay, 
Um, which, you know what? I can't believe two Oreos are 90 calories. Like, that so fucking blows my mind. Insane. They're so calorie dense, but they're so fucking good. But it's it's crazy how many calories are in them. Anyways, let's just say you want to eat the whole thing of Oreos, right? You're feeling this emotion. Again, this, this ties into what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes it, you kind of have to, like, separate the emotion from the action. So in order for your logical side of brain to come out, right? So if you can wait, you become more mindful and you realize, sorry, if you hear my dog barking, um, you can become more mindful and realize that you don't necessarily want the X food. Your emotions, the one that's trying to get the best of you. Um, and if you wait long enough, you realize that you don't want it anymore. And, and all the things we talk about with the mindfulness things, like you just don't want the food, right? So when you have the urge to binge or you want to eat this food because you're emotional, Give yourself permission to still do so, but you have to wait 20 minutes. That's the rule, okay? But during these 20 minutes, do something. Stay busy because when we're bored, it's very easy to overeat. So one of the best things you could do to not overeat and binge and and stress eat is like fucking don't be bored, right? So drink some water. Go for a walk. This is actually one of my favorite things to do. Just go for a walk. Get your mind out of it. It, Preferably if it's outside in the sun, that would be perfect. Uh, Go for a walk um read a book that's relaxing right like again things that are relaxing for your mind just to get your mind off it read a book uh you know you it could be like a um a self-help book or something or um it could be an uh a novel right like uh like a stephen king book harry potter um something like that uh again just to immerse yourself into the story um do some exercises that kind of goes with the walk, like maybe stretch, do some mobility, yoga, again, just to calm your mind and get your mind off it. Uh, if you do eat, try to eat some fruit first, because maybe sometimes like eating something healthy can fill you up and you realize you don't want it. Just do something right. The point is to stay busy, learn to tolerate the discomfort because guess what? Things are going to be discomforting, discomfortable. I don't know if that's a word, discomfortable. Uh, anyways, learn to tolerate it, get comfortable being uncomfortable and realize that you are in control. Like you can do this shit. Okay. Um, that's the key thing here. You are in control. You can do this. And, uh, sometimes it just takes some time. Now, if after that 20 minutes, you still want the food, have it, get after it. Right. This, this ties into, if you, if you're doing this 20 minute rule, and you're still finding yourself, you can't control yourself, then that might be a time to get rid of it. But most of the time, if after the 20 minutes, you don't want anymore, you know, you, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want anymore, but you have to wait 20 minutes and you have to do something during those 20 minutes. Um, and then, you know, number, uh, three would kind of tie into, to what I just said is like, you know, stay busy, do something else, like try to handle the stress and anxiety with other things other than food. Like try journaling, meditating, talking to a friend, a spouse, right? Getting outside, getting some sun, um, taking a break from social media, getting off that shit, putting your phone down, putting your phone away. And, you know, even writing down like how you're feeling right before this food. And then you can actually realize like, okay, do I actually really want this or do I not want this? Right. Um, 
stuff like that. Do something because again, when we're active, we can't eat, right? But when we're bored, we're not doing anything, so we're more likely to eat. And oftentimes, doing these things will actually help solve the problems versus relying on the food for a short-time fix. So that's basically it. I hope this helped and you'll have more awareness uh, and improving relationship with food over time, uh, just like this did for myself. Because these are all things I struggled with and all things I've learned through experience so that you don't have to deal with them too and, and, and can actually start using some of these helpful tips to help you out. Because I know this is a very common issue, but... I don't want you to think like you're doing anything wrong or bad. It's like, hey, like this is a normal thing. But instead of like just dealing with it and like leaving it be, it's like, no, like let's figure it out. Let's work on fixing it and starting to fix it so we can be better. Because that's the whole point of this, right? We're trying to become the best version of ourselves. I know that's cliche, but it's fucking true. You know, we're always trying to improve in some way. We always can improve in some way. Um, and again, I want to leave off too. It's like, you're not going to be perfect. There will be slip-ups, but if you keep practicing and don't give up, eventually your relationship with food will change forever. Thank you for listening to this whole podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a five-star rating and review. They help a ton. They help the podcast reach more people. And again, I, I do this for free. So if you could share the podcast, that could be like your fee. I would really, really, really appreciate it, especially if you know somebody that struggles with this kind of stuff. And you know this would help them. I would really appreciate that. And until next time, we will talk soon. Peace out.